0: You are listening to the Power and Pros podcast, a platform that serves as an active advocate for black women to embody their authentic voice. Power and Pros is a space of healing and an invitation to profess the power you possess. Come along on the journey and let's get into the show. What's up, cool kids? You are tuned in to the anniversary episode of the Power and Pros podcast. Let's get it. What? Are you serious? I am so excited. Y'all, I have been recording Power and Pros for one year as of today. So, if you've been rocking with me, then you know that this episode is coming out on a Friday. Usually, my episodes come out on Wednesday. I apologize for not giving y'all a heads up, but last minute on Wednesday, I was just like, I want to record the feeling of it. I want to have it. I want to document it. And the fact that this is an achievement for me. I was scared out of my mind to do this. I was worried about if people were going to like the poems, so if they were going to understand it. And I did it anyway. I did it anyway, and I'm able to sit in the moment in the joy that I feel right now. And so here we are. It's the anniversary episode, y'all. Thank you so much to every person that has listened, that has supported, that has ever shared, that's ever um, written me personally and let me know how the show has helped them. I just thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all from the bottom of my heart. It means so much that y'all are supporting me on this journey. So I truly, truly, truly see it as an honor that every two weeks I release an episode. I don't think I understand how honored I feel, how blessed I feel, and to celebrate that, I wanted to share a new poem with you guys. Um, and I really wrote this poem just talking about trying to squeeze into spaces that don't fit, and that's what um, disobedience looks like at points. It's like trying to make something work that is not supposed to, and. It can also just look like fear that can look like um, uncertainty and this poem it's called white man's poem or I don't know I guess that's what I've been calling it Um, but I don't know if that's the official title just yet Um, but I think it's just a beautiful 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 piece of work that describes where I have been um, within the past year and trying to find my voice which is what I talk about here right and trying to be comfortable with that. And so without further ado, we're gonna get into the power punch of the episode, and then we'll get into the rest. I tried to write a white man's poem, consulted his vernacular for guidance, maneuvered over the various ain't, not never, couldn't have been me, broken tense that he don't use, took a machete to attack the black on my tongue. Tried to explain the stroll through the neighborhood that the black men I write about can't run through. Attempted to exude the confidence of one who pillages on foreign land and calls it home. Dr. Bote of my curiosity and stole the spice of his form. Ventured in the space of the native. Took what wasn't mine to begin with. Traded my common sense for strange fruit for suspended life. And I waited on it to feel good like it was supposed to because I was writing a white man's poem. I was the master on the field of the page. I was the driver of the words, words indentured servants to the pen I push that would bear my last name as the owner of the rhyme. And in that moment, I knew it would feel good because I was writing a white man's poem, one that was void of guilt and shame, one that only spoke of good things that just my ignorance in the finest of silk. One that allowed me to dance in the lilies of patriotism and that's just the way it is. One that allowed me to sleep at night. See, once I tried to write a white man's poem that wasn't laced in the morning of brokenness, of setback, of never being set up. That wasn't influenced by trauma or the strength built on the backs of those who always have so much to carry. That didn't need my blackness to exist in each vein, can you blame me? For wanting my art to be void of my attitude. For confusing standing out with being dense. For thinking that if I didn't write like he, then you wouldn't see me. I just want to be heard. You all listen to the white man. He's listening what you spend your money on, how you get your boss on, what you think is fly. You try to dismiss him, just like me, but he's there. So excuse me for attempting to see what it's like. To say jump and watch the world ask how high. To watch the very language I formed be taught in classrooms across the globe. I simply want to know no bounds. I was slaved once, writing poetry. Nothing I wrote seemed to be a hit. I was writing a white man's poem. In a space, my voice didn't fit. Come on, y'all. That is one of my favorite pieces that I have completed in quarantine. And I love it because it's just so transparent. It's me being real about what I was trying to do. And so that poem was kind of created because one day I was trying to write a poem and I wasn't being me in it. And I felt it on the page. I was like, this is not you. This isn't what you want to say. And you're pulling things out. You want to say certain things. You wrote ain't and then you backspace why did you do that and I started trying to think about who is this for who are you trying to appease with what you're doing right now and when I thought about those things I scrapped the poem that I was working on and started working on white man and it was kind of just a vent I didn't think it was going to go anywhere or be that good I actually didn't even know if it's going to be a poem or if it's going to turn into like a journal entry um type of thing And so. For that to be the result of that frustration that I felt in that moment, the inadequacy that I felt in that moment, I think that is just was so beautiful is a transparency and the authenticity of the moment. I always go back to that. I think that that poem kind of stores that feeling for me. And it's a reminder at the end you hear in a space that my voice doesn't fit. It's like, you're not supposed to fit there, but your voice still has power. And so that poem really, really, really captures that. And a lot of times when I create, I edit and I censor. And what's harmful about that is that you never see the full extent of your work when you do that. You never fully see what it could be. And there are societal standards that we are influenced by. And these influences, like language, what's considered a good poem and things like that can threaten to steal your special sauce. And that is what I was letting that po- the original poem do, was take away the destiny of it, to take away my journey, to take away my story, my prose. And that's why I didn't feel powerful in that moment. And at the end, when you don't do what you're created to do, you feel unfulfilled. And that's how I felt as well. And so I just kind of wanted to share that with you guys and think about what is your thing. And maybe you're not trying to write a white man's poem. Maybe you're not censoring a piece of art per se, but maybe you're trying to be your boss's version of what you, what they would be at your job when you need to be you in your job. You know what I mean? So I think there are different ways where we adopt those societal norms and things that other people do as our own when that's not where our voice is supposed to fit, not authentically not organically. And so I've just challenged everybody to think about that. Um, And I had to challenge myself, which is kind of how white man's poem came to be. So that is the power punch of the week. And now we're going to get into the episode. All right, y'all. So with us being here, anniversary episode, one year of power in prose, episode 27. Holla if you hear me. The only power move that I want to share in this episode is to be obedient. That is it. You could leave the episode right now. Be obedient. That, that is it. When I first picked up a notebook and began to plan Power and prose, I had no idea it had the potential to form into what it is today. I was so intimidated, but not just about the podcast part because there's a lot of resources about podcasting out there and different platforms that you could use and things like that. So as I started to research, I felt a bit more comforted about that part, the generic part of it, right? What I really was starting to get concerned about was the poetry, the prose. That's what I was insecure about, but that's the special sauce. And I think that when we start to get worried about our special thing, that's when you know it's time to go. That's when you got to press in. It's like, all right, that's why I got the instruction. I got to make this thing. There's something unique about what I am trying to bring to the table. There's something that I can tailor for people to have a unique experience. There's some healing that I could give that you can't find in other places or it's not as easily accessible. And in that in that scary place, we have to kind of think about, well, why is this why am I intimidated? And so, once I started to do that, it was like, well, you're going to write poems anyway, sis. And you want to share them anyway. When you like a poem, you're excited about it. You want to learn it by heart. You want to share it. And so, if you're going to do that anyway, why not have a consistent forum that you can do that and pull other people along on the journey and inspire other people at the same time and talk about your faith in that walk? And so I really, really, really had to start to understand my weak spot. When your weak spots are revealed to you, know that by pushing through, you won't be weak anymore. That's what's so beautiful about it. When you press in, it's no longer a weak spot. It's a muscle that you're building. And you have to trust that you're actually building it. I think a lot of times when we go to the gym, you already know how it be. You do one crunch and you're looking at your stomach like, where are these abs at? And that's kind of not how it works, but you have to trust in the process. And obedience is a repeated thing. It's not a one-time thing. It's not a one-time thing. And so just urging everybody to press in. And what can make the process a little bit easier is small moments. So small moments of obedience can give you the confidence you need for the larger acts. Obedience isn't always a huge earth-shattering moment with thunder and it's like, wow, like I really, really did that and everybody saw it and now I have a million dollars because I did the thing I was supposed to do and X, Y, Z. It's like not always that. It's not always that. I knew that I needed to do IG Lives Daily for the for the uh devotional and it wasn't just for others but for myself. So I have a desire to speak on stages and I have revealed all those desires to God. I've talked to God about those things. And so for me to get comfortable with that, to build the muscle of speaking, to build the muscle of being able to pivot live, I got the idea to do IG Lives each day to coincide with the devotionals that I was sending out. And so I was intimidated and terrified. I was like, who's going to watch? Am I really going to save it? Um, what if I say something crazy? I can't edit it like I can with the podcast. You know, I'm thinking about all these things in my head. We're in quarantine. I'm, I don't be looking fly. Okay. So I was like, I'm going to be looking hella homey. Like what is really popping off with these IG lives? And it was like, ain't nothing to it, but to do it, girl. It's a smaller ax with less risk. And once you lean into it, it creates way for so many things to happen. It creates a way for it to really, really take root and take place. And again, you build your faith muscle. You build your confidence in yourself. You build your relationship with God. You build trust within people. You inspire others simply by trying. And it really starts to break a, a stronghold that can be on us, both knowingly and unknowingly. And something that I also have to realize with obedience is that you don't need affirmation to do it. When we get a word, we look for confirmations. I wanted people to tell me, I could see you with a podcast. I could see you doing poetry on stages all the time. I could see you. it was like, my desires I already knew what they were. And then I got instruction from God. I knew what that was. But I still was looking for other people to see it too. For you to understand that I'm supposed to go to this place. For you to see me on that thing. It's like, do you see it yet? You see the vision too, girl? You see me there? Mm-hmm. And that's not how it works. And actually, in the Devo this week, I talked about Daniel. And there was a moment with Daniel where the vision was revealed to him. I believe it's in Daniel 8. He was having some visions and things, and all the people around him ran. The vision was only revealed to him, but for some reason they felt something and they weren't around. And it was up to Daniel to pray to God in that moment. It was up to him to profess the power that he had. It was up to him to lean in. It was up to him to lean in. Nobody else could do it. And so I think that when it comes to affirmation that we, we all want it, we all want it. And I think that it's okay. And I think when we get it, it's confirmation for what God has said, but it's not something that we should seek out. It should come to us kind of as a flow, willingly, and so I just want to kind of kind of give you the permission to not look for permission, that you're still on the right path. You're going where you're supposed to go. Things are aligning and someone needs what you have. That is what is so dope about the whole thing. Someone needs what you have, even if it's you. There are Power and Post episodes that I've ran back for me. And it was like, hmm, sis is speaking. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I think that that is so dope because it's like, all right, I wasn't tweaking. You can remember those moments when it was like, I was kind of feeling shaky about getting on the mic that day. I was feeling shaky about going up to that person that day. When you get that text a month later saying, yo, ever since you text me that one day, XYZ has happened for me. You can be like, okay, I was nervous to walk up to them in the grocery store. I was nervous to upload my YouTube video. But when you are obedient to that call, when you step into it, I don't care how much your leg is shaking when you do it, step. When you do that, it really, really, really begins to break out things that you couldn't even imagine. And you start to receive favor. You start to receive favor. And so other people won't have the same vantage point when you're looking at your vision. When you're looking at your vision, you are attached. I talked about profession this week as well with the devotional. And profession is different from a declaration because you're a dec- when you declare something, it's kind of acknowledging ownership of, which I think is amazing. But then when I think about the word profession, because um, one day in the Devo this week, the title was There's Power in Professing Your Power. And I almost said there's power in declaring your power. But I didn't use the word declare because when you profess something, there's a second definition when I looked it up Um, and it says to claim ownership of and to pledge allegiance to, to claim faith in and to pledge allegiance to. So I love that they added the word faith into that definition with profess, but then pledge allegiance to. Pledge allegiance to is kind of a commitment. When we used to pledge allegiance to the flag in school, it was kind of um, encouraging us to pledge our allegiance to the United States, right? And so when you're pledging allegiance to your mission, to your calling, to what you're moving and grooving with, to your faith in God, to your trust, and that what you're doing isn't being done in vain, that's a different level. One, there's accountability there. Again, putting in that faith element, it is an act of choice that you're making. And then there is, there's a vulnerability to that, to saying that I'm starting here, but I'm going to continue on this path, no matter what that means, because you don't, you won't know what that looks like. But when you pledge allegiance to that, it kind of takes on a new meaning. And other people won't have that vantage point of your calling. It just kind of doesn't work like that. And so I just wanted to give some encouragement to everyone to be obedient. I'm sitting here right now and I don't have a million followers, a million downloads or listens on the show. I don't have a new crib or some Birkin bags. Like, you know what I'm saying? My life hasn't drastically changed outwardly, but on the inside, y'all, I feel so full and good. I mean, being able to connect with people this week, um, doing the prayer calls, doing the IG lives, being able to type episode 27 on this episode. My birthday is April 27. So just something about that number being the anniversary number of this thing feels good to me. And just, just the fact that I wasn't sure. I remember sitting on my couch with my roommate. My roommate, shout out to Jalila, actually came up with the title of the show. And I just was just sitting there both amazed that I was even thinking about actually doing this, like entertaining the thought and terrified that I was entertaining the thought. And in between that and that feeling in that moment right there, there's a decision to make. There's a point where it's like, all right. We gotta go left or we gotta go to the right, but we can't go back now. We know what we know now. We got the revelation now. We got the call now. We've we seen the scripture now. We heard the song now. We watched the sermon now. We saw the YouTube video now. We saw the IG post. You know what I mean? It's like you get to a point where it's like I gotta make a decision. Either I'm gonna do this or I'm not. And I am urging y'all. I'm urging y'all to do it. It is worth it. Every time it's worth it every time no matter how long it takes be gracious with the process some things just aren't instantaneous some things aren't an instant gratification thing but there will be character building and beauty that is formed out of it so the power tool for this week is to drill down drill down now is not the time to coast You aren't destined to sit on the sidelines. Press in to what the Lord asks you to do. Press in. It's a simple decision that you can make. Remember, there are small acts of obedience wrapped in the bigger thing. It's small little things that we can do to build our faith. And you only need the faith the size of a mustard seed to make it happen. To make it happen. That small, it's the small little inkling of thinking of a podcast episode, of thinking of a a title of the show, first of all, to get you to a year later, you've done it. It only takes a small little bit, small little bit, moment by moment, honoring those times when you have that motivation, when you have the inspiration, when you have a pen and pad, you need to write something down, taking that moment to honor that. And who knows where you could go? Who knows what glory could be had? Who knows whose lives would be touched and forever changed because of what you did while you're using your voice? Don't rob yourself of that feeling. We can do this, y'all. We have been talking about this for a year straight, so y'all already know the tea. But I just wanted to come on, put this in here, document this moment for me, And just publicly thank you guys for all of the support, for all of the just the immense love that I feel from each and every one of you guys. Because I think um, it's no small thing. It's no small thing that I'm here right now. And just the healing that I feel in being able to do this. And I hope that you guys have been affected as well. If you have, be sure to give your girl an anniversary Um, rate and review. Okay. Love you guys. And I'm just so, 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 so thankful. Be sure if you haven't already to follow me on social media, the link is in the show notes um, for the podcast and my personal page, lots more coming for you guys. And then also I've been talking about the devotion a little bit. If you're not sure what I was talking about and you want to tap in, I created a devotional called the power in preparation. It was a five day Devo that was emailed out to people um, over a week. We have prayer calls in the morning. People will read the devotes from their email and such. And then I will go on IG live in the evening and talk about the reflection question that I included in the scriptures of the day as well. So if you follow me on social media, if you go to my TV tab, you'll be able to see all of the lives. They are saved and they say each day in the title. So that way you're kind of clear on what you'll be watching. And if you click the link in the show notes, you'll be able to get a PDF version of the Devotional, So you can get that. Everything will be in one place for you. So that way you're not getting those email blasts every day. Um, but I did just want to make sure it was available for everyone. And so look in the show notes for that. Be sure that you share with someone that may need it. Um, I think it was just really, really, really fruitful. And it was a great reminder not to count this year out. That we are in a preparation season to get ready for the next. That the work is now. And it's up to us to drill down and seize the moment. And so I hope that you guys take heed to that. Again, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Remember to profess your power and there's power in prose. Thanks y'all. Bye.